Welcome everyone to Dad Talk Live, and tonight we are being joined by writer Nick Morris, who I was just telling has an amazing horror collection behind him. Nick, thank you so much for being here with us. How you doing? Doing great. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for being on our show. And just to talk about all that awesome horror paraphernalia you have in the background, do you have like a room designated as your horror room? Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of like the uh, the deepest, darkest corner of the basement where all of my stuff winds up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's where I do this show from, from the deepest, darkest corner of my basement, having three right, kids right. and a wife who've been pushed to our yeah. little corner. So how long have you been you a horror it. fan? Ah, uh, geez, I've been... Uh... I've been into horror uh, really since I was a kid, uh, you know, going back to the VHS days, right? You know, and uh, I was always kind of drawn to that section of the video store because, you know, they had the coolest cover art. <laughs> Absolutely. And was writing something that you were always passionate about? Writing was, uh, it was something I was always interested in. Um, you know, and of you know, obviously, I'm I'm a big horror fan. I'm a big movie fan in general, and uh, and have been all my life. Um, you know, and so you know, uh, writing a screenplay is something that you know has always been on my radar, and something that you know I would have liked to have tried. But uh, you know, really, like I live uh, I live in Atlanta, Canada. I'm you know about as far away from uh, Los Angeles as you can get on this continent. So, um, you know, it really wasn't until um, the kind of the proliferation of uh, social media mm -hmm. where I, I realized, you know, I can I can use this to, you know, uh, to promote my work and make some connections and stuff. So that's that's really when I started to get serious about it, when uh, when uh, uh, Twitter and, you know, and all those things started to get big. Now, uh, when you started out as a writer, I mean, what were your aspirations? You wanted to go into, you know, author, write books, uh, or was it you know, known to you from the beginning that writing stories for movies is what you wanted to do? Yeah, horror movies all the way. <laughs> well, that's great. That's great. Now, do you remember, now, Becky, okay, that is your screenplay. You wrote it. Did you write it alone, or did you have a co-writer help you? Uh, I wrote uh, the original script for Becky alone, and uh, after it was picked up, and uh, uh, the directors, uh, uh, Carrie Mernion and John Malott, came on board uh, shortly thereafter, They, uh, my contracted rewrites were, were finished at that point, and, uh, and they had... Uh, 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 some writers that they, uh, that, you know, I, they, they wanted to work with, uh, to kind of execute, um, you know, their changes, yeah, you know, after yeah. they came on board. Uh, so, uh, that's when, uh, uh, Ruckus and Lane Sky came on board as, uh, as writers as well to do, uh, to do revisions. So, you know, we have a lot of uh, aspiring writers uh, who watch this show all over the world. Man, there are a lot of people who love to write, tell stories. So you wrote, Becky, the screenplay for a movie. And we're going to get to the movie in a little bit. How does one go about trying to get that script picked up? How, what did you do to try to get Becky picked up? Uh, there's, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's no there's no one way, right. You know, there's, everybody's path is different. Uh, 
uh, for me, I, um, I went, once I finished the script, uh, originally it was called, uh, there was a little girl mm-hmm. based on the, uh, after the, the nursery rhyme that's in the film. Um, but, uh, I submitted, uh, that script to, uh, a screenwriting blog called, uh, script shadow and, uh, script shadow, uh, at, at least at the time they still do, uh, some, but not as much. They used to have, uh, what they called, uh, uh, amateur offering weekends, mm-hmm. Where you know uh, the 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 guy that runs the blog Carson would select you know you'd send in people would send in their scripts and he would choose uh, five scripts that you know he spoke to him or he felt were strong and and uh, and post them and wow. then you know they have a pretty uh, robust community there and the community could read as much or as little of you know the scripts as they wanted and cast their vote. And uh, at the end of the weekend, the script with the most votes gets featured the following weekend with a big uh, review and all of that. So, so, uh, uh, so my script uh, won the weekend and uh, was featured the following weekend. And you know, uh, Carson didn't love it, but uh, uh, thankfully there was a, a producer uh, reading it. It caught his attention, and he did love it. And uh, he reached out to me. Uh, uh, within a couple of days, I think, of the review being posted. You see, that's that's an awesome story because, you know, people think you got to know someone in Hollywood, but no, right. you know, uh, and that's aspiring for a lot of writers out there who are just trying to catch a break that, you know, you didn't know uh, submitting this screenplay to this blog was going to lead to a movie. No. <laughs> I mean, looking back on it, I mean, what were your feelings as you saw the potential from the blog to getting that call from the producer, explain to us what you felt. You're like, holy shit, this can really happen. Yeah, it's uh, it was a huge surprise. And, you know, uh, everything about um, Becky has surprised me from the very beginning up until, you know, right now. Um, it's, uh, you know... Uh, I knew that, you know, it was a really, it was a popular blog and it was a popular website and, and it got lots of traffic and, you know, had, uh, you know, some industry eyeballs and some producers on it. So, and, you know, and it was, it's free to submit. It's not yeah. like a contest where you have to pay, you know. Um, so I, I, I don't think they used to do that every weekend. I don't think they still do. I think it's, uh, it's more rare now, but they still, they still do that sort of thing uh, a few times a year. I think there's a, uh, a horror focused one uh, uh, coming right up for Halloween, actually. So, when did you actually write Becky? How long ago? Uh, I wrote Becky in uh, 2017. Okay, that's not bad. Yeah. Yeah. So, from the time that, you know, I sold the script in 2017 to the time uh, cameras were rolling was about two years. It, uh, we started all. to shoot in 2019. Yeah. And it, you know, it feels like forever when you're, you know, uh, so far away from everything and just, you know, waiting for updates and, you know, waiting for things to happen. But, uh, but the reality is that, uh, that was pretty fast. So the, the screenplay is amazing. Great work, by the way. Uh, Thank congratulations. You. I love the screenplay. I love the story. There are a lot of undertones, uh, in Becky, with the sort of white supremacists side mm-hmm. of it, the Aryan nation. And then you have this uh, 13-year-old girl uh, 
who is forced by the circumstances that happen to become this badass and surprise everybody. Uh, what was your inspiration to putting this story together? Uh, I wanted to, you know, uh, I, I kind of wanted to explore the idea that, you know, everybody has this, you know, this sort of monster inside of them that, you know, uh, you know, thankfully 90, 95% of us, you know, never have to tap into and, you know, but under the circumstances, you know, I think it's there in everyone and, you know, even, you know, the most unsuspecting, you know, uh, uh people you can think of, you know, it exists and, and yeah. you know, under the, you know, if they're, if they're pushed far enough, then it can, you know, it can rear its ugly head. And what brought in for you, like, uh, the the Aryan nation white supremacist factor uh, for the for the uh, screenplay. So in the original version of my script, the the villains in it were were just they were bad guys. You know, they were escaped convicts, um, career criminals, you know, um, you know, horrible, just generally horrible people. Um, and it was actually the producer that that uh, bought the script from me uh, suggested that you know, uh, that was, you know, that was his, his really his, his biggest thing. His only real note was the characterization of the villains. He wants, wanted them to have a little more something, a little more, uh, flavor, I think he called it. Yeah. So, um, and, uh, neo-Nazis, that, that was his suggestion. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, uh, I rewrote the script, you know, um, uh, and you know, I, I don't know anything about Nazis, but, you know, I did my best to, you know, uh, write the, recharacterize the the villains, particularly uh, Dominic, the the leader. Yeah. You know, as as this uh, neo Nazi character. You know. Exactly. Um, yeah, and it uh, it you know it it really worked out because it it makes them that much more detestable, right? Oh yeah. And you know, and for in order for the audience to get on board with you know the the you know unholy amounts of uh, of ass that that Becky has to kick, you know, and the and the things that she does, you know, which are uh, are pretty gruesome, you know, you've really got to hate those bad guys, right? Yeah. And they, you've really got to want to see them get you know what's coming to them, and so it uh, it definitely improved uh, it, it improved the script making that change for sure. Now, you brought up gruesome, and the film uh, has a lot of bloody, gory parts to it. Was that a part of the screenplay, or is that something the producers, directors did after they bought the script from you? Uh, that was there. That was always there from the very beginning. That's uh, That was, you know, I knew I wanted to take it to uh, kind of an extreme place and, uh, and go as... Uh, as crazy and as gruesome as I could, but still, you know, the, the kills in it and the things that she does, they have to be, uh, feasible for, you know, a 13 year old um, girl for a 13 year old girl to pull off. Right. So, so it was, it was actually a lot of fun to, uh, try and imagine different things that she could, uh, she could, uh, uh, ways she could exact her revenge on these guys. Now, I don't want to spoil the movie for those who have not seen it, but we see Becky go through this transformation. 
She's upset that her dad is going to remarry. They, she lost her mom. And then mm-hmm. the events happen with the bad guys. And she finds herself doing stuff that I don't even think she, as a 13-year-old girl, realized was capable of doing. And then you get to the third act, and you sort of see like a a, a switch flipped in her all the way through the ending that she's totally okay with it. Uh, Give us your take on that. And when you were writing it, what was going through Becky's mind? And is this a psychopath in the making? Uh, Yeah. You know, it's, I, I, I didn't intend when I wrote it for, you know, Becky's obviously troubled and she's got some issues. um, But, you know, I I don't, she wasn't, supposed to be a a psychopath out of the gate or anything like that you know uh like we were talking about before um you know i think that that monster that beast is inside everybody Mm -hmm. and you know and you there's a moment in the film where uh where she's trapped in in her uh her treehouse uh with uh with buddy waiting outside and she uh you can you can see it in her you know and you know it's a testament to lulu wilson's performance you can see it in her eyes right you know the moment when the when that proverbial switch is flipped um and then you know as the film goes on she kind of goes further and further down that path and uh you know starts to embrace i think um that side of her of herself yeah. You know, and and there's a scene with um, with uh, uh, Robert Miley. He's the uh, the big right hand man. Yeah. Uh, his character's name is Apex. And uh, he, he can kind of, you know, he kind of warns her. He sees it, you know, um, you know, he's he's been down that road and he knows where it leads. And he tells her, you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a dangerous, you know, yeah. uh dangerous path to start down um and and you know by the end of the film you know we've already you know we can already see that you know he was right yeah yeah now when uh the script was bought off you uh did you spend time on the set did they sort of turn to you and ask you you know what do you think about this person playing this role did you take any kind of advisory role for the film itself um, I wouldn't say an advisory role so much as, but they were great about keeping me in the loop and keeping me posted on, uh, on developments, uh, you know, all through, all through the development process, even after, you know, my rewrites were finished and, mm-hmm. and really uh, my, my work was done. Um, uh, they were still very good about uh, communicating with me and letting me know what was happening. And, uh, and I did get to, uh, uh, to visit the set when, uh, production finally got underway. That's awesome. Now, the yeah. movie has like well over 15, like close to 15,000 reviews on IMDb. They're, they're good reviews. Uh, does that surprise you uh, in a good way? In, yeah, in a way it does. Um, you know, I always said, um, you know, from the time that, that the script sold, you know, like movies, you know, kind of extreme, you know, I don't want to say exploitation, but you know, movies like that that are, you know, uh, extremely violent often don't do that well, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, Rotten Tomato scores, yeah. uh, you know. And I, I said from the beginning, if, if, 
if 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 it can get a 50 percent you know i'd be pretty happy with that right it's it's currently sitting at 72 so that's, that's awesome you know, that's awesome yeah in fact uh <laughs> we had a little discussion with my team about rotten tomatoes i'm not a big fan of rotten tomatoes because the the whole certified fresh thing it comes from mm. critics okay right. it's not really right. from the fans the people that matter that's right you know yeah. for me like imdb i'm more lean towards them because at least you have viewers who have seen the product weighing mm -hmm. in on how good they think what are your thoughts on that uh yeah i agree 100 percent and the other side of that is you know um in some cases you know uh those uh the audience scores can be kind of review bombed if you will for yeah. whatever reason you know they decide to turn on a project right um so it's it's hard to really put a lot of stock in you know in any of those kind of yeah. uh, metrics you know really i'm a, i'm a believer in uh, just seeing it for myself and, exactly. and deciding right yeah exactly you, you know not everyone's gonna love it not everyone's gonna hate it there's gonna be a lot of people in between see it for yourself if it sounds interesting to you check it out uh, exactly now as a writer uh where would you say it well first of all is horror the only interest you have when it comes to writing screenplays is that where you feel you excel the most yeah that's i think you know that's uh what i'm mostly interested in you know i also love i'm a big science fiction fan as well um but uh you know it's science fiction so tough you know to yeah. to 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 get going um you know unless you can uh come up with a really brilliant concept that you can keep the budget really low and you know what i mean it's it's hard to get traction with a sci-fi spec script um it's uh it's a little easier to get uh, people to look at a horror script i think um and you know and really you know at the end of the day that's where my passion is that's that's what i love and uh that's primarily what i'm interested in writing when you saw the final product in Becky, uh, were you uh, happy with how the the filmmakers, you know, stayed true to your trip uh, to your script? Uh, were you satisfied with that? I was absolutely. I was thrilled. I was because I was so nervous going into it. You know, I, I really, you know, I, I didn't know what to expect. It was like, my God, just please, please be good. <laughs> and, <laughs> And when they finally, uh, they sent me a screener a few months before uh, the film was released. Um, and it was, it was actually, uh, the original cut got an NC-17. They had to cut a few frames out of, uh, out of a couple of scenes to, to bring it down to an R. But, uh, yeah, um, that but, last, yeah. that, that <laughs> ending, that kill with that lawnmower, man. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that I was... think that. I think that might have been a second or two longer in the cut that I saw originally, but uh, you know, it's it's funny how you know it just that's all it takes is just lose a few frames and yeah. and they're good to go. It's now it's an hour, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the story but, is told a lot in flashbacks. What was the reasoning for approaching this story in that fashion? Um, the uh, <clears throat> the the original uh, script it. It opened with a flashback as well, but it was a little different. Um, uh, the The opening scene and and the ending scenes that you see in the film were uh, uh, those weren't mine. That was added after uh, my work was done on it. 
Um, and I think, uh, you know, um, uh, they wanted to uh, kind of establish a bit of a, uh, a duality between uh, Becky yeah. and and Dominic, and you know, um, and kind of show uh, you know the uh, s- sort of similarities between the uh, the you know institutions that they're a part of, you know, at that point in time, um, and. Uh, you know, other than that, I think there were uh, a couple of flashbacks uh, concerning her mom, you know, uh, while she was, you know, uh, yeah. uh, in the hospital with uh, cancer. Um, and, uh, you know, just to uh, it was another another piece of the puzzle, I guess, you know, that informed that, you know, the Becky's character and and uh you know exactly where she was at that point exactly now you as a writer you know when you're creating these characters you know exactly in your mind what they look like you're creating them uh when it came to the casting of the movie do you did they achieve what at least this is not neither right nor wrong but did they come close to what you had envisioned of what these guys and girl look like uh, in the case of uh, Becky, a hundred percent, and actually, uh, you know, they were pretty adamant right out of the gate. As soon as they purchased the script, uh, we see uh, Lulu Wilson for uh, for this part, and you know, to which I was, you know, she was, I was great. Oh, you know, I was already a fan of hers. You know, from uh, uh, Ouija Origin mm-hmm. of Evil and uh, Annabelle Creation, she was. You know, already at that point, you know, and she was she was 11 years old at that point when mm-hmm. she first got the script, um, a, you know, a bona fide scream queen. Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, I you know, I was thrilled with that news. And, you know, to find out, you know, in fairly uh, fairly quickly that they had gotten the script to her and and that she read it and she loved it and she wanted to do it. You know, uh, that was fantastic. Um as for uh, uh, Dominic, for the villain character, um, you know, uh, he was Kevin an James, evil bastard, man. He, yeah, he, he's uh, you know Kevin James is definitely not who I was imagining when mm-hmm. I wrote the character, <laughs> and when they were uh, when when casting had started for that, this was quite a bit later, quite a bit further down the line. Um, you know, uh, names like. Uh, Kurt Russell and wow. uh, Mel Gibson and yeah. Jeffrey Dean Morgan were being thrown around, right? You Jeffrey know, maybe, like, but Kurt Russell, I don't see that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know these, but you know these guys, they they all had the the gravitas, I guess, that they were looking for, and and you know I I could see any one of them playing, you know, a, a villain type character like that. Um, and then, uh, you know, lo and behold, after, uh, you know, not long after that, uh, I get a call from, uh, from the producer and he's, uh, he's like, uh, we have, we have our Dominic, you know, and you're never going to guess who it is. And he's like, are you sitting down? I was like, okay. I sat down. I was like, who is it? He says, Simon Pegg. I said, Simon Pegg. And I had to stop. And, you know, I'm a huge fan of Simon Pegg. You know, I love all of his films. And really, I was just kind of blown away that, you know, he had actually 
read the script and wanted to be a part of it. And, you know, so I certainly couldn't see him, you know, in that role because mm-hmm. I'd never seen him do anything like that before. But uh, I was all for it, man. And, uh, you know, as it turned out, and then you know, not long after that, they cast Kevin James mm-hmm. as Becky's dad yeah. in the film. And, uh, and, and as it turned out, Simon had to back out, um, because he was, uh, he had a scheduling thing with another project or something. And, uh, and Kevin asked if he could read for the Dominic role. And, uh, you know, uh, the rest is history. He impressed the people, the people that he had to impress, you know, with his audition. And, uh, and I think, you know, I was, I was on set, uh, pretty early, you know, I was there, uh, day two. And, uh, you know, I, when he came out with, you know, the head shaved and the, the tattoos all over it, and then he starts, you know, delivering his lines and he's, he's got this really kind of understated, you know, cool, nuanced sort of, you know, performance. I was, you know, just floored, man. I was like, wow, yeah. that's amazing. <laughs> he was amazing. Now there are several questions in this movie that linger. Uh, the first is, you know, throughout the movie, the key, okay? And these guys are willing to kill and do whatever it takes. And even the fiancés ask, you know, what, is it worth it? Is it worth it for a stupid key? What does that thing (laughs) even open? Uh, When you were doing the story, was the key just not relevant, just sort of a motivation for them doing what they're doing and not critical to the story? Or was it the complete opposite of that? Uh, no, it was it was more so uh, uh, just uh, uh, to drive the plot. The key evolved a lot, you know, from the time I finished my last uh, uh, rewrite on the script to the time the movie was produced. So, uh, you know, I, I can't say a whole lot about the key because, you know, I'm very, very hopeful that we're going to get a sequel out of this. But... Um, yeah, it uh, originally the key was not, you know, it was uh, a little bit more, you know, at, at least in my version of the script, um, just, you know, presumably to uh, treasure or money or yeah. you know, something like that. Right. Um, and it became uh, in the final version of the script, it's it's kind of presented as, uh, you know, this big, mysterious, you know, looking thing. Right. So. Uh, yeah, I'm. I, fingers crossed. We get to uh, see what, we get see. to reveal that and and find out what the deal is with it. Well, I love that in movies where there's you know not every question needs to be answered. Uh, there right. is some stuff that should be left up to the viewer's imagination, and I think that was done with the key. Now, uh, another question when it comes to Becky that is on a lot of the fans' minds is why. Becky did not confess to her killing the people who invaded her home, killed her dad, where, you know, she was perfectly justified, but chose not to confess it, not to say that she did it. From the writer's point of view, tell us why that is. I think, uh, you know, uh, by the end of the film and after all that she's been through, um, she's kind of... uh, she's she's started down that path towards becoming you know the monster that apex warned her she could become and you know and it's it's possible that 
you know, a part of her, you know, enjoyed it. Right. Um, and so, you know, uh, and maybe she feels that, uh, you know, her, her work's not done. So I'm not going to ask you if you have it written or not. I'm not going to ask you that question, but, uh, <laughs> if you do get a call saying, you know, we want you to write the sequel to Becky, uh, do you have a, a vision of what, you know, what happens to Becky after the film ends? Uh, yeah, I, I definitely got uh, uh, my own kind of uh, vision for where the story goes next and, uh, you know, whether or not, you know, uh, a sequel actually happens, whether or not, you know, I'm involved in it, you know, um, all, all of these things are kind of still up in the air and remain to be seen. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've definitely got my own uh, feelings on where the story goes after this. And it's very, I'd love to see a sequel. And just for, you know, the movie is called Becky, just for the character to see the, this 13-year-old girl who suffers this traumatic incident, her reaction to it is not what you would assume a normal 13-year-old's reaction. Uh, she finds out, I think a lot of this story, like I said in the, in the beginning of this interview, there's a lot of undertone in the story. And one of them is a 13-year-old girl being forced to discover a side of herself maybe sooner than she was ready to discover. And like you mentioned, she enjoyed it. And I think right. that really plays, it, it's fascinating. Uh, was that your intention, uh, you know, or was it something that just sort of fell into place as you were writing it? No, I think that was the intent uh, from the beginning that, you know, um, in order for her to, to take it to the places that she does, you know, some part of her, some, some element of her, uh, psyche has to be enjoying it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, so I, I definitely wanted to, uh, to explore that. That was one of the key things that, uh, interested me about, uh, about the idea. Now with and, horror, you know, we have all these different types of horror and, this is definitely a dark horror movie just because of Becky and what she does. Uh, again, going back, uh, was that the intent from the beginning to make this a very dark psychological horror movie or screenplay that got turned into a movie? Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, but uh, first and foremost, you know, as a horror fan, uh, I respond you know, as a fan, I respond most to movies that are fun, that are fun yeah. to watch. And that was, you know, that was my primary goal with, with the script. Um, you know, and I, you know, it's definitely, it's super dark and super gruesome and all of that, you know. Um, but, uh, but it has, you know, it had to, it had to be fun. It had to be mm -hmm. fun to watch and it had to provide, you know, uh, a certain, um, level of uh catharsis i guess mm -hmm. from you know from seeing her uh exact revenge on these uh all these scumbags right yeah so tell us from a writer's perspective uh in one of the most popular genres out there right now being horror how difficult is it to come up with new and unique ideas uh since so much has been done is it really difficult it's a challenge. It's definitely, yeah, there's, you know, uh, we've seen, 
we've seen everything, right? You yeah. know, really. Um, so, uh, as as a writer now, you know the the challenge is to uh, at least put a new spin on you know something that we've seen before, maybe. Yeah. Um, you know, in the in the case of Becky, you know there there are a few influences at work there. Um, you know, uh, uh, there's a little bit of, uh, uh, home invasion style seventies, uh, last house on the left kind mm -hmm. of, you know, extreme, you know, horror, uh, you know, there are some action kind of cat and mouse diehard elements about it, you know, and, uh, and, uh, there's a, a little bit of home alone in there too, yeah. right. You know, yeah. with, with the characters, with the hero, uh, so, um, so you know, it's it's uh, that's part of the fun for me is to you know try and find uh, things that you know that I respond to in you know in other pieces of work or in you know um, and um, j just find a new a new angle and to you know uh, put a different spin uh, some, on it yeah exactly it's just, yeah come at it from a different uh, point of view and uh, and see where that takes you so if you go back to when you first started getting really serious about writing who would you say were your inspirations uh when it comes to writing and especially in horror is there any writers that you really like their work uh, you know, there's, uh, in, in terms of, uh, filmmakers, you know, I was def definitely John Carpenter, definitely, uh, Sam Raimi. Um, you know, uh, those are the, the, the kinds of movies that I tended to gravitate towards. Um, you know, uh, I also enjoy, um, you know, anything that's legitimately creepy and, and, and scary and, you know, that sort of thing too. So, uh. Uh, but yeah, I think those, you know, uh, those were two of my biggest, uh, influences for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now that, you know, you have a screenplay that's been turned into a movie, uh, have you made, do you feel like you've made connections now to, let's say you do have more scripts and you want, you know, people in Hollywood to read them, have doors been opened up for you now? Uh, you know, yes and no, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's never easy, right? It's, it's so hard to, to, to get traction on anything. I've got a couple of, uh, of projects that are moving forward now that, uh, you know, probably wouldn't be otherwise. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it definitely, uh, it definitely makes a difference if you've got something that you can point to and, and, you know, and say, here's, you know, an Here example of of what I do, right? Yeah, it's like an author being published. Hey, this is my exactly. screenplay. It's been turned into a movie. Now, right. Becky uh, is available on Showtime. Do you know, did it originally uh, get distributed by Showtime? Or did it land... Who was the original distributor? Do you know? The original distributor on it uh, is a company called Quiver. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I think they teamed with, uh, Redbox on, uh, yeah. on distribution. So I think, uh, Quiver handled the, uh, the American distribution and, you know, I, I, I might be wrong about this, but I think Redbox maybe overseas. Um, but, uh, uh, they were the distributors and, uh, you know, it, uh, it, it was released 
at the height of the pandemic mm-hmm. um, in the uh, uh, summer of last year when none of the studios were putting anything out and most of the theaters were closed. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, so um, and it was actually it was it was supposed to have its debut in at uh, Tribeca in New York uh, last year. And, you know, I, I had my flight booked and had my hotel booked and I was, you know, super pumped about it. And then all of a sudden this COVID-19 thing hit and the whole world and, changed. Uh, the whole world changed. And of course, New York City was the epicenter of it. Yeah. So, you know, um, so that didn't happen. But uh, it was it was after that that I think uh, Quiver and Redbox picked up the distribution rights and uh, and decided to go ahead with a digital release um you know just a a couple of months later yeah and uh you know and as it turned out you know um it got a lot more attention as a result of that because you know there was there was nothing else out there the the studios weren't putting out anything new and uh uh uh, somebody had the brilliant idea to uh, release it at the drive-ins because the the drive-ins were enjoying a a renaissance as a result of the pandemic and it did super well there and actually you know uh held the the top spot at the u.s domestic box office for two weekends just thanks to the drive-in revenue right so nice nice i saw it on showtime myself and to let viewers know becky is available on like uh of course showtime so if you're a subscriber of showtime on your cable or satellite you have access to Showtime anywhere. You can watch it there. I think it's also available on uh, Tubi with ads and um, several other places that it's available to stream free with ads as well. Uh, I think the... it might also be on Hulu in the U.S. I'm I'm not 100% sure about that, but uh, it's, uh, it's on Prime Video here in Canada. Yeah, it and, is on uh, Amazon Prime here as well, too. Is it? Okay. Yeah, so it's available everywhere, really. Uh, you know, it's free, or if you don't like watching with commercials, it's available for rent or purchase. Uh, it's a great movie. It's a coming-of-age movie in a very horror way. You won't It's a be twisted dis- coming-of-age story. Yeah. It's a very twisted coming-of-age story. Nick, I want to thank you so much uh, for being our guest tonight and sharing with us just your thoughts on how Becky came to be. It's a great movie. Personally, I would love to see a sequel. I would love for you to write that sequel. And you and to, me both. <laughs> yeah, for us to have it on the big screen. Thank you so much. Any final thoughts you want to share before we go? Uh, no, thanks so much, man, for having me. It was really fun. Um, no, yeah, thank you. I, thank you. It was my honor. To, cheers. Uh, cheers, absolutely. And oh, my producer just chimed in. It is available on Hulu here in the United States. Ah, perfect. So there you guys go. Anywhere you want to watch it, (laughs) Becky's available. Again, thank you to Nick Morris, writer of Becky. Thank you to our viewers for tuning in. Everyone stay safe. On behalf of Nick and myself, stay walking. Good night, everybody.